What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. We're coming at you with episode 75. It is a dark week here in Vegas, which means uh, a week off, essentially. So I've been traveling back on the East Coast. I think you have some travels this week, yes? Yeah, I'm going to be seeing you soon. Ah, to Vegas. Yeah, what is uh-huh. that, in a week? Yeah, yeah, that's coming up later this week. When this episode drops, actually, I'll be on my way. It feels like you were just here, buddy. I know, it, I was. So it's a little too soon. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Just, that, you know. Then you won't see me for a while, probably. <laughs> All right, then you're still allowed to come then. Uh, hey, we're back uh, at you live uh, this week uh, after, uh, you know, a nice little pre-record so we have a lot to talk up about because we haven't talked in like two weeks it's been a bit yeah yeah it's been a bit of time it's been it's been crazy over here have you been busy you got the holidays have you been performing what have you been doing i've been doing a lot i mean we haven't talked since thanksgiving so how was your thanksgiving man it was good we did a, a nice show yeah uh had a little thanksgiving at home mm-hmm. with the family just some food and whatnot we did a potluck at the theater the night before, and all was solid. Did you did you get to go home and yeah see mom and stuff like that? Yeah, I went home and saw family. I drove back the day before Thanksgiving, which is you know the best time to travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It's like the the two worst travel days are like that Wednesday and like that Sunday after. But um, I was uh worried because I had to get back for some gigs. Uh, it was a lovely Thanksgiving, by the way, just a very small, uh, but I, I ended up leaving that night, Thanksgiving night, just to beat traffic, and I had to get back for, for shows, um, so uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't miss that. Uh, I think I was actually, yeah, I was back at Speakeasy Magic the next night, so my first time uh, back doing that show since they reopened from the pandemic, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um <laughs> they expanded the number of tables because of the busy holiday season. Awesome. So they had 12 tables. So 12 uh, different magicians. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything to me. What do you mean? Do you say 12 magicians because yeah. there were 12 twa- tables? Exactly. So normally, you know, the standard like version was like 9. Oh, okay. And you would rotate around, but expanding it up to 12. So that was exciting. Well, that explains all the traffic. <laughs> they were all rushing. To speak you know easy. the traffic's not so bad. Yeah. You know, if you just take a deep breath and listen to a podcast, and I say this because I, it turns out <laughs> a lot of people listening to this are doing it during a commute. I have recently found out. Yeah. So that could be you right now, and you know what? The traffic could be worse because you got us. You could take a deep breath and enjoy yourself. Are you plugging our podcast to people who are already listening to our podcast right now? I don't even think it was a plug. I think it was more <laughs> of a hey, listen, we all get frustrated in traffic, but what good does that do us? Sure, sure. Right? So. Yeah. Well, I I always listen to podcasts when I'm traveling. That's like literally how I get through some of these long drives, so. You should have delivered these lines. It would have come came off as mind reading cuz I know a lot of people are driving right now. <laughs> Maybe even flying. Who knows? Amazing, amazing. So, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun at Speakeasy, and uh, I'll hopefully be back in again. I kind of just sub in, uh, but it's the busy holiday season, and a lot of people are taking gigs, so I'm sure there's more opportunities. But I don't have many weekends free because I'm traveling a lot and, like, coming to see you in Vegas and going to do a gig while I'm out there as well. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I extended the trip, as you know, uh, mm-hmm. just to see some shows, too, because that's what I've just been doing in my spare time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. You're seeing lots of shows I'm all, seeing all the time. I'm seeing a ton of shows. I mean, I think the pandemic deprived me of live shows, and I'm just trying to make up for lost time at this moment. Right, right. So I'm seeing yeah. everything I can, yeah. when I can. <laughs> right. No, I mean, who doesn't love a good live show? I just, yeah. I, I, very, I feel like I seldom get a chance to do it. Well, because you're doing your own live show. Right, right. That's That must be hard because, like, you literally are doing your show whenever any other live show is happening. So you always much. have a conflict with, like, a very few exceptions. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then, like, even when there's not a conflict, it's like, okay, is tonight the night? Right. That I don't have to go to the 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 strip. That I'm going to the strip. Right. Yeah. Because you need <laughs> you, know? you need that downtime too. That like um you know that that self preservation. You can't mm-hmm. always be on and just have a. You can have a me day on your day off. I I don't take many of those. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm just gonna go uh, keep going 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 because there's so much to see. But I should probably take that advice sometime too. And you know rest <laughs> you kind of a social butterfly you find your energy gets drained by being in social situations or charged by being in social situations uh depends on the people i think <laughs> oh that's a really interesting answer actually i think it depends i don't know yeah. i do a lot of these by myself though like i go see shows by myself like i have no qualms about that because especially like movies and like theater it's nice to like talk about that shared experience afterwards but it's not like you're talking to someone during the movie or show ideally right true so (laughs) i'm cool just to go and like you know i was like if i want to see it and no one else will go i'll still go see it like i'm not depending on other people to just go do things I so crave that discourse after seeing a show, whether it's a live show or even just TV shows. Like, so there's a lot of great TV right now. Like, I've watched mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm's new season is out in the middle of it right now. Uh, Dexter, the new Dexter, is in the middle of its new mm-hmm. season. And I don't really know who watches these shows, right. friends of mine, and so on. And nor do I know who's busy and when. So. I go on YouTube after I watch these shows and watch people who like give reviews. And I, it feels like a sad experience doing this, but I really enjoy it. I understand exactly what you're talking about, especially since like uh, the whole entertainment landscape for streaming is so fractured and no one's no one's really like gathered around the, you know, primetime must-see TV days anymore where you can no. stand around the water cooler and talk about last night's episode. Uh, right. Like there's few events like some of the Marvel shows I feel that connection to because everyone's like trying to watch everything when it drops or like currently I'm watching Succession and everyone's watching that when it drops. But other than that, you know, it's like, oh, like those are you just mentioned two shows that I want to see, but I just haven't gotten around <laughs> to seeing, you know, yep. so yep. it's like, where are you at in this show? Where are you in that show? Uh, but I do the same thing, especially for the Marvel, like um, Disney Plus shows is I go to YouTube and I watch like these. I do it for more like the Easter eggs, the references I didn't quite catch because I. Oh, you me know, too. Things yeah. you missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I analyzing, like analyzing, theorizing about mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the next episode right, and right, so on. Right. I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, and you're right, though. You put you you bring up a good point. Even shows, you know, that uh, like a, let's just say Cobra Kai, for example, mm-hmm. which will come out later this month. 
it's not like everyone watches it on a Friday night, episode six, and then the next day they're talking about it at right. work. Well, yeah. first of all, everyone's at, at on Zoom. I don't think they're at work. <laughs> they're on Zoom work now, working remote. And number two, yeah, you're on episode six, but I'm on, you know, I finished right. the season last week, you yeah, know? exactly. For exactly. example. <laughs> so nobody, yeah, it's, it's so true. Well, that's why I love taking part of those, like, those phenomenon when they do happen, where it's like, oh, you got to see, and like, Game of Thrones was like that, where everyone was kind of watching it at the same time and discussing right. in real time, and like, yeah, like Succession, I feel, is one of those shows. Now everyone's just so excited. So it, it seems to be certain peak I don't know, entertainment that breaks through that's like, you got to watch it before it gets spoiled, that kind of right. idea to it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. Yeah, it's uh, it, I miss the shared experience of doing things like that. But um, during my time at home, I got to see all a bunch of uh, good, good friends that mm. I haven't seen in a long time. Some that I've known now for, you know, 15 years, some longer uh, for a friend, you know, celebrating for a friend who's going to be getting married next month. Nice. Uh, and it's funny you say, like, asking about the extrovert, introvert thing, whether or not your energy is drained or charged. I guess I guess with this group of people, it's probably charged. Sure. So you, you're dependent on the type of people that are there as well. Well, I never realized that. <laughs> but once you said it, I was like, oh, I literally have an example of that happening to me. But I wouldn't have never known that if you hadn't said it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I think I'm more of a mix of introvert and extrovert. Like I definitely have my extroverted moments, but we I all have my, a mix, though. I love my introverted moments as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you really mix it up. I mean, going to a live show by yourself has the best of all worlds. It's like an out and about event, yeah. which is very extroverted of you, but you're there solo, which is very introverted. Yeah. I don't do it always solo. I'm just I do have friends that do go with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> no one was questioning it, okay? You didn't have to go ahead and just, point that out. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> you know, but it is the holiday season, and I did see some of this on social media where, you know, because everyone says Happy Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Hanukkah, Christmas, the whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, we all think of it as time spent with family, but, um, you know, some of us are, are separated or in different places or uh, just in situations where these days might be difficult right. and hard. So um, if that's you, we're thinking of you. Yeah, and uh, because it just ended as well, I'll wish a happy Hanukkah to anyone who celebrates, and uh, I'm sure there'll be more season's greetings coming up as we record <laughs> a few more episodes in this month for all the yeah. other festivities to to come as mm -hmm. well. Uh, but speaking of festivities, I... Uh, I was down in Florida this week, Matt. Listen, uh, it's been two weeks. Give me something good. Come on. Or the, the, I think it was actually last week now that you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was uh, down. I did a showcase down in Florida for performing arts centers, country clubs, kind of uh, assisted living facilities even. Have uh, you done these before? This was my first time doing this showcase. It was through a specific agent. I think it was a couple of agents that kind of worked together and they put on the mm -hmm. showcase. And um, I was the only like mystery entertainment act on the, the showcase. It was mostly a lot of like cover bands, a lot of um, uh, there was funny because some of these like 60s and rock and roll uh, bands uh, had like uh, names that were close to the bands they were covering. So there was like the Doobie Others, which was oh, great. That's cool. Yeah. I and like uh, Credence Revived. <laughs> You know, nice. <laughs> so, so it was a lot of that, and there were some comedians as well. Uh, but uh, I showcased, and I was. I'm gonna only... make a prediction. Mm -hmm. 
yes. that you killed it. Well, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> I don't. Well, I think I did well. I think I did well. Uh, I but, know you did because you said you were the only quote unquote mystery entertainer. And normally in that situation, it's like the juggler at a magic convention. Sure. Yes. You should have crushed. Well, here's the difference that uh, I was concerned about, even leading up to it, is it took place at a country club that was open to not just the bookers, but also to fill out the audience, anyone involved in this country club could go and it was kind of an elderly audience let's say yeah i was picturing that mm -hmm. yep and i am the only one who does anything interactive mm -hmm. in this show mm -hmm. so i'm scanning the audience before just to be like who can i bring up that is like able to come up like right. who's mobile enough <laughs> right right <laughs> to come up on stage mm-hmm so the guy I ended up being becoming my volunteer um was he was uh he was able to walk up on stage but he was not really I don't know I picked someone who was very old. <laughs> they, yeah. And following instructions was a little difficult uh and it was it was an experience just because it's one of those things again and I talked about this on one of my NACA showcases too is when the audience member or the volunteer is kind of like not being difficult per se, but is isn't going as planned. It's right. hilarious for the audience to see the performance. Right, struggle. right. <laughs> now, how was the speed of this person? Because that can add a lot of downtime if it's what I'm picturing. That was the thing, getting them up on stage. Well, I kept them up on stage for the next bit, so to eliminate any more downtime. But uh, like, just even they were helping me with the blindfold act and holding up two drawings at once. Apparently, I don't know because my eyes are duct taped shut. So like, the audience is roaring and like trying to be like, no, just one. And, like it's like almost oh like gosh. chaos at one point. But it's it was funny and everyone. I mean, people were still amazed and had a great time. And like, uh, but it was just one of those things where I had to throw in some lines like, oh, uh, seems like if you book me, Daryl's gonna have to come with me because we're just you know it's so off the rails. Going on the road together. It's, it's now Daryl. Show, or, you know. <laughs> so. I love that you kept him up there despite the chaos. You're like, I can't go through the process of getting someone else up here. You're in. You're locked in. It was just despite. a. It was just yeah. It was just a uh, one of those things where <laughs> you had to deal with it and be like, I only have a certain amount of time. I can't change. You know, my volunteer out. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Well, so, it sounds like it went pretty well. Yeah, it went well. Because, I mean, again, in any time those moments come up, like, that's where my improv skills really shine and get to, like, really play around with the audience and their understanding that's like, oh, I can see how this would go if it went smoothly. But we, that, that, we No, that's our, what makes the live yeah. show special, man. <laughs> I mean, I used to strive for for prefer, 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 perfection is I what like, I'm trying to say. I love that you messed up the word perfection as you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> used to strive for perfection um but mm -hmm. man now i now i strive for that authenticity those moments that really are organic i i just love yeah. that yeah. so and i used to really also strive to like figure out how to recreate those moments mm -hmm. in every show and now i don't necessarily do that i mean i still do if something will work that way and it's like particularly suited for that but now i mean I really just enjoy kind of rolling with those punches. And yeah. sometimes it's just meant to exist in that one time, in that one place, that one way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just got to kind of roll with the punches, as you say. Uh, I got to tell you the other funny part about the showcase was uh, it closed with a boy band cover band. 
and they just were like, all right, everyone, sing along. You know the lyrics. And I'm just thinking, this audience does not know the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, boy bands weren't around. Right. I mean, we're going back to New Kids on the Block is kind of the first. Oh, they did those covers. Yep, I did it to cover. It depends on what you addition. classify as boy band. I mean, um, I mean well, the Beatles. The Beatles, I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, the, the word boy band to me applies to like New Kids on the Block forward, although... I mean, you could make definitely an argument. New Edition and, and Boys to Men, I think, came before yeah. all of that. Yeah, of course. Right. But I mean, that, right. that same like that, that stereotypical, you know, all the the young girls screaming at the top of their lungs over the boy band like that started with the Beatles, really. Or, it did. That's yeah. true. But it was a different type of boy yeah. band because they yeah. were actually a band. Right. <laughs> that is different. The that- funny thing about the term boy band is it implies there's no band. Right, yeah, there's singing and choreography. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody uh, talks about that, yeah. but that's what it is. That's what it implies. <laughs> um, I had the weirdest experience on my way back from this trip in Florida when I landed. It's been back 2 in weeks. It better be good. Give me something good. I, I the the fir- that was great. Now I need some more good. <laughs> what else you got? Um, so LaGuardia is not finished yet. <laughs> so it's What like, do you mean? I've been there. I, I, I flew in and out. Yeah. Like not, one, not recently. Some but. of the terminals, like you have to like walk to a whole separate road because they're redoing all the configurations of the road to make it smooth. So you the have roads to, like leading up to it. Yeah. Like, the, okay. like the, you know, the drop off area, like the arrivals, mm-hmm. the departures, everything. So once you grab mm-hmm. your bags or whatever, you walk through like, you know, basically construction pathways to get to where you know i i take a lift or whatever back to my um my place and uh i was just waiting for my lift for quite a while i'm like checking in on the map i mean i was like he's probably confused with the new traffic patterns or whatever he can't find me i'm like on the phone like calling him to like give him directions to where i am and it's taking longer than like expected and i'm like what is happening right Mm -hmm. And then, this has never happened to me in my life, Matt. This is so bizarre. He pulls up. Like, I'm at, like, column, like, I don't know, 18 or whatever. They're all labeled so that your ride shares can find you. He pulls up, like, a couple columns before he gets to me. And it says, "Uh, your car is here. We'll wait for five minutes, as they normally do in ride shares. Right. And then immediately, I spot him within a minute, and I start walking over, and I go, oh, hey, how's it going? I pop the trunk, start putting my stuff in there. He goes, no, 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 no. And I was like, what? It's like, you're my car. I matched the license plate and everything like that. He's like, no, no, no. And this other guy comes up and puts his stuff in. The driver apparently canceled the ride in those one minute and got a new ride of someone that was right there and then drove off with someone else. Oh my god. I had never seen that happen in my life before. After Reckless. I was helping him get to the, you know, the lift, you know, the location and yeah. He used me, canceled me and then got he he moved on to another fair. <laughs> he, he he must have felt like he was waiting too long. It was not long at all. I saw him <laughs> drive up. And he parked for a minute and I was like, I'm a, here I go. <laughs> So what happened? You had to wait for another one? Yeah. That one found it without my assistance, luckily. And then he, I feel bad for that second Lyft driver because he got an earful of me just complaining about the previous Lyft driver. And I was like, you felt bad for him, but you don't feel bad for me. You're you're giving me the same earful. (laughs) 
Very funny. <laughs> but I there don't should know. be a number of people here you feel bad for. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't, felt very slighted. I <laughs> didn't know what was happening. I didn't know it was the discrimination because he like saw where I was headed. He was like, that's not super far. And I was like, I want, maybe he wanted a hefty fare. I don't know what went through the thought process, but I've never had someone get to a location to pick someone up and cancel on you just to get someone no. else. Now, did the new driver just kind of listen to your story and go, yeah, yeah, okay. Did they take your side? Did they take the driver's side and say, well, here's what happened. Sometimes the app has a delay, bop, bop, bop. Was there, no, was there no, any he, inclination? He, he thought it was ridiculous and took my side completely. And was now, he like, may have just yeah. been being nice, of course, because right. he wants he, the five stars. He wanted stars. the rating. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So if anyone has any explanation of why that might have happened, I don't know, right into us. I'm very curious still. And and I couldn't like even, you know, message Lyft because like that ride didn't officially show up on my ride history. You were going to message Lyft about this? The guy just canceled the ride. That's all. I mean, I was waiting a while for this one guy. <laughs> hey, you know what? Had you been the one to cancel, you would have been in some deep do. Right. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. There's a double standard here. Well, you don't work for the company. <laughs> I mean, customers always wrong. <laughs> Come on, customer service is non-existent nowadays. You know that. Are, are they technically employed? I think they're all contractors. That's the whole thing that they get around. Ooh. You know, the whole like hire them as employees thing. Right. There is a controversy on that. Right. I don't remember where it landed though. I and think it, you're right. And it was a big controversy just even getting ride shares in New York with all the cabbies and medallions and that stuff. So I don't even know how they worked all that out, but same in Vegas. There is a lot of uh controversy on that with the cabs versus the the yeah. Ubers, but we still have cabs, but to me it does appear mm. that there are less on the road, but Yeah. Who knows? There's less of everything right now in COVID. There are less flights. Yeah. <laughs> less <Yeah>. cars. <laughs> less everything. Less uh, restaurants open. Yeah, yeah. And still a lot of like, I see a lot of for hire sign, you know, we're hiring and stuff like that. So it's crazy mm-hmm. where we're at. Uh, yes, I, have, I have more to talk about my two weeks, but I feel like uh, I, I, I'm i just talking. So what did you, what were you up to this couple, last couple No, weeks? no. First of all, I'm loving, I'm loving what you're saying. But <laughs> I think what I want to talk about where we are with this right now, and you know what this is already. Oh, you wow. You were working on it right before we signed on. Sure. Let's take a break and test your brains, everyone, because it's time <laughs> for Diddle Me This. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? Okay, this is sort of a murder mystery for you. So a man is found murdered in his office. We know the suspects. The suspects are Anna, Nina, Jason, and Steve. The only clue is a set of numbers written by the victim on a calendar with his blood. And he left the numbers are 1, 4, 9, 10, and 11. Who is the killer? Do I have to write this down? No, I'll repeat any of that for you. How about all of it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> a man is found murdered in his office. The suspects are Anna, Nina, Jason, and Steve. So that those are that's one of those is going to be the correct answer to this riddle. So just remember mm-hmm. that. Multiple choice. Anna, Nina, Jason, and Steve. Mm-hmm. The only clue is a set of numbers written by the victim on a calendar with his blood. The numbers he wrote 
are 1, 4, 9, 10, and 11. Okay. Who is the killer? It's either Jason or Steve. Why is that? You said the numbers he wrote. The numbers the victim wrote. Oh. Yeah. I thought the We don't know the name of the victim or if it was, you know, what gender the victim was. We do if the if the victim you said he wrote. I think I just applied that. The, oh. The numbers were Yeah, oh, with his blood, sure. Okay, yeah. All right, so some guy got murdered and in, in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the numbers yeah. 1 4 9 10 and 11 on a calendar and the suspects are Anna, Nina, Jason and Steve. I have absolutely no idea. 149. No what is that number? Do I need to know that number? That is key to solving this riddle. All right, let's hear it again. <laughs> uh the number, just the number. Mm-hmm. The number. The numbers he wrote are 1 4 9 10 and 11. 1 4 9 10 11. I will give you is another it, I, hint. It is important okay. that those were written on a calendar with his blood. 1 Four. Okay, so the it's a four-letter name and try the that, number try, that try, corresponds try that with again. the month. Try that again. It's a four-letter one, four, nine, ten, eleven. It's a five-letter name, <laughs> and the number that corresponds with the month is the number of letter it is in the alphabet. So it has to be A Anna. No, that only has four letters. Correct. Or so, potentially three so, letters. So the numbers don't correspond to where it is in the alphabet. Okay. But where they were they correspond. written? One, four, nine, ten, and eleven. I don't know. They were written on what? A calendar. Yeah. So apply those numbers to a calendar somehow. One J. Jason. <laughs> yep. That is correct. <laughs> To talk it that out. That is a yeah. tough riddle. One, That's a tough riddle. One is January. Four is April, right? Nine mm-hmm. is September. Ten is October. Eleven is November. So the first letter of each of those actually spells out. We got it. Jason! Yeah, well, let's be honest. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. But I let's like be honest. I like that leap. I like that leap from you know figuring out kind of the clue to the calendar to the name. That's if you were to process. rate this riddle, that's a tough riddle. It is a tough riddle. Expert level? Yeah, I got it. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. There's expert (laughs) ones that I haven't got. Says the expert. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, let's jump over to trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready. Time to use his wit. Pressure. Pressure. Pressure, trivia, pressure, trivia time. Turns out we have a lot of magic listeners. Yeah, I would guess so. You're getting magic trivia today. Great, okay. But this is actually one that everyone can relate to. Uh, but anyway, there was a study done a while back. I, I want to say it was published in um, like Magic Magazine, maybe Genie Magazine, but I think it was Magic. And uh, Joshua J was involved. Oh, You're right. familiar with this study? He did a bunch of studies on how to make things like more memorable in your magic. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. researchers and statisticians involved. It was done at a university um, with a pretty decent sample size of people. I just and bought his new book, by the way, so that's going to be on my list to read. Very cool. Yeah. 
It's a good one. Yeah, that's for those of you interested. Joshua Jay's How Magicians Think. You've read it already. I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a fairly quick read. It's an enjoyable one. Good. 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 Yep. Um. So the question is, according to the statistics, I want to know what people enjoy most about watching magic. I think I know this without. That's like good. Any that that's choices. what trivia is about. Yeah. Um. I believe, if I recall from that article, I read the article a while ago, but I want to say, this is like an open-ended like thing you just have to kind of know from the research or having read this article. Like, I don't think I would have come up with it. I mean, I think I could have come up with guesses and multiple choice. Well, that's um, the interesting thing, right, is there's no mm-hmm. real wrong answer because people have a variety yeah. of different answers. And whatever you, someone's real answer is that's true to them would just be part of the data, right? Yeah, so I'm. But knowing I, that you'd probably be familiar with it, I figured this was a fair question. Yeah, I was gonna say otherwise, I wouldn't necessarily consider this a trivia question. <laughs> like, well, I made it up myself, of, so give me a break. In terms of trivia, <laughs> <laughs> like if you go to a pub trivia night, this wouldn't be. <laughs> I've had a busy week, so I had to make it up. <laughs> I believe, and I could be mistaken. I think it was being surprised. That is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> trivia. <Good job. laughs> Fake trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, because it was like any element, like they rated like their least favorite was seeing magic they've seen before. Yeah, so, like, like the same old trick sort of thing. But he talks about if you take a classic and just put any new twist on it, a presentation or whatever, it makes it feel fresh and new and people appreciate that more. Well, the other interesting thing was like there was like a solid percentage of people. I don't know what exactly, but let's just call it 10 or 12 percent that said their favorite part was trying to figure out the tricks. And then there was an equal percentage of people that their favorite part was not knowing how to do the tricks and not trying to figure out the tricks. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's fascinating. Well, it was the same thing on the least favorite side, too. There were people that their their least favorite thing was not knowing how to do the tricks, and then the least favorite thing was, yeah, I don't know. I might be getting that backwards. I think I got it the first time, so I'm going to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look so, up the article. Exactly. We'll, we'll have to find a link maybe to that. Um, I would or, like to, I've never actually seen the whole thing. He's a, Well, he's got a podcast that goes with his new book, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he talks a little bit about that in one of the – episodes so gotcha people can check that out uh matt what other uh things have you been up to this uh past couple of weeks other than your show well the show's been dark we've been dark so i i was actually right. on the east coast mm-hmm. back uh seeing family nice how was trip. that what's that how was that it was really enjoyable i've yeah. actually seen my family more than i've like and i my folks are actually coming in in uh less than three weeks to vegas Oh, are you going to give them guff when you see them just in, you know a few weeks ago like you gave me guff? <laughs> I might give some guff. <laughs> I love like, that. I just saw choice. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I had seen them just a, a few weeks back when I was back for a wedding mm-hmm. and then just this past week and now uh, for Christmas time. So um, probably seeing them all more um, – you know, this month than I have in a long time. So that's and, really, really great. And I, I saw you some... got to see grandma too. Yeah. Yep. Cause yep. I know she I... doesn't get out to Vegas much. Right. If right. at all. Right. So right. Yeah. 
who everyone must remember from Matt's AGT run and from your show is such mm-hmm. a big uh, proponent of why you even got into magic. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I showed her lots of magic. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yep. Good, good, good. Lots of card tricks for Grandma. Um, and then I, I had just crazy laughs with uh, seeing my old friends and stuff. It's funny because you know, long spans of time go by. In fact, years of having seen people, you know, living cross country and all. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have children now. Um, right. My friend Nate, who you know, has done the Appalachian Trail, but also another trail that's uh, even longer. It's three thousand miles across the whole U.S. from like north to south. It starts up by Canada and goes all the way down to New Mexico. It's a 3,000-mile hike, and he did it solo. Whoa. Can you even imagine what that's like? No, not at all, because I barely have done, like, a a yard hike. (laughs) (laughs) I had a 1,000 questions. Also, like, isn't that super dangerous going at it alone? Like, I saw... He saw a grizzly bear with cubs. Oh, boy. You know how dangerous it is to be around a grizzly, grizzly bear that's trying to protect their cubs? Yeah. Yeah, like, but go ahead. What were you get, gonna say? If you why get in between like a bear and it's cut. Yeah, yikes! Um, I saw like 127 hours. If you go hiking alone, you could get stuck and you'd have to like cut your arm off. Like yeah, so. I I he's out and he's alive. He made okay. it. <laughs> yeah, he said what? he was like climbing up like mm. with falling boulders coming towards him and like there was one part where you had to hike across water. Um, you had to cross this river. 40 times within 20 miles and the water in the river could any be could be anywhere from ankle height to chest height wow that's just swimming at that point yeah. how is that hiking like <laughs> wading through the water yeah but now mind you you have your backpack like with the, all your stuff in it there's like a little like uh like there's a way you can like cook ramen and stuff like a little heater that's somehow battery operated or something and Wait. like was someone's signed dollar bill in the, his ramen that he could cook on the trip? Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> people can set. So you end up in these towns, and I guess people like you hitchhike into the mm-hmm. town, and you can go to these P.O. boxes. So you, if you want, you can send hikers on these quote-unquote trails. It doesn't sound like much of a trail. It sounds like a loose term yeah. for you know meandering in the woods. Um, <laughs> like a trail sounds like there's a clear path. This sounds like there's no clear path. But anyway, you can send things to hikers into these like PO or hiker boxes, I guess they're called. And I was thinking, cause he said he eats so much ramen when he does his next one, which is like the Pacific coast or something. It's in California. I might send some ramen and maybe, maybe put some, uh, maybe, maybe oh. make some cash up here and there. Cause you need cash too, right? Make it a little magical. Like a yeah. Magical so people present. like Venmo the money, they send food, wow. um, sneakers. I guess he goes through a pair of sneakers a month when he's doing sure. it. That makes sense. Uh, but anyway, I had a million questions, but I, uh, yeah, it was really, uh, it was really cool. I like that idea of you sending a ramen with some money in it as like a signature Matt Franco straight <laughs> from Las Vegas. But I'm also thinking it's probably someone's from your audience's bill. So they're just going to never get that back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I, before you said it, I had thought about doing this and not saying anything, but you know, the truth is you're on a 3,000 mile hike. You receive stuff from your friend or family mm-hmm. member in this hiker box, right? And like, as I asked him, I was like, what if I send you stuff you're not going to eat? Like, what if I send you headphones and you already have them? He's like, well, anything I'm not going to use, I put in a hiker box and other people can take it. 
Oh. And I was like, okay, listen, I'm not interested in the other hikers. I'm no. trying to send stuff that yeah. you want. What can I send you? Right, exactly. And he said, you know, he's pretty much not going to keep anything other than food. So I thought of the ramen thing because he said he eats ramen out there. And then I thought about not saying anything. And then I just, I can't help but think there's a good chance it ends up in a mystery hiker box and someone just <laughs> comes across it. And what if that person doesn't even use the flavoring? Wow. That's, yeah, you know? that, that'd be a pity. Right. So maybe I'll even know if I do it. We'll see. Right. Wow. I don't know. None of this sounds appealing to me. <laughs> this hike. This oh, my God. It sounds insane. Yeah. I know. That sounds like a nightmare for me. I have friends who do hiking expeditions and stuff like that. And some of the photos they take are amazing. I guess you're doing it for the views and the nature. But uh, I don't know. That's not. Well, it me. takes six months. Do you understand that? That's wild. That's too Is much. that clear? Like, that's, I know I say 3,000 miles, but sometimes with the bad at estimating, I'm not sure how much that yeah, rings a bell a for you. I think it took like like almost seven months. That's half a year. 30 miles a day. Being on, on a trail? Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he quit his job and decided he's going to try to, you know, get into some work with the hiking. So if I had gigs... <laughs> yeah, like fly out, do a gig, come back to the trail. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you, you know, you were at my wedding. Mm -hmm. You saw Nate was at that wedding. Yeah. He had come off the trail. His friend, our friend, brought the suit for him, and then he went right back to the trail. That was another trail he was on. Wow. Yeah, so it's a lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, I mean, just as you get obsessive about magic, some people get obsessing about Hiking, I guess. It's true. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Yeah, I, but yeah, just the physicality of it is enough of for me to just be like, wow, that's crazy. But you know, I could see doing it for like a weekend, but to do the entire thing, I think the mm -hmm. number of people who achieve mm -hmm. it is probably pretty small. Now, I'm fascinated by experiences. People like obviously Nate's doing this for the experience, and for some reason that resonates with him. Um, and we do what we do trying to give experiences to people. Is there anything that can like, we can take from that to like, see how we can incorporate that into what we do to give that same experience that he's experiencing? Well, first of all, props to you, bringing it back to the topic, bringing it back to the niche of our cast here. <laughs> I always try. I was hoping somebody would do it, and I knew it wasn't going to be me. So good looks on that. But yes, the answer is yes, right? Yeah. I mean, just my immediate reaction is, you know, don't give up, find a way to win, determination, dedication, seeing things through to the end. Um, those are the things that sort of come to mind for me, which are sort of like cliche and um, like feel a little cheesy or surfacy, but like at the same time, mm -hmm. much easier said than done, right? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'm. I mean, again, I'm not a hiker, so I don't know why people do these things. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but oh, believe like, me, I don't either. I could guess, like you know, there's the exercise element of it, or just like exploring and appreciating nature and the things that are around you. And maybe there's, especially doing it solo, this like kind of cosmic feeling of like the world is bigger around us than us and you can kind of like squash down that ego that can build up and like you know you're just one part of a giant hole and getting that self-expression you know <laughs> realize you know there's all, all these things that we worry about in life that aren't a big deal when you zoom out the big picture and I'm wondering if you could get that sense of wonder that sense of awe in what we do 
through our own magic and in the ways that we're trying to give that to each individual in our audience. Well, yeah, it's interesting you say that you're talking about sort of uh, what you feel when you're on the hike and you're appreciating the nature. And I'm sure that's part of it. But like parts of it sounded awfully grueling. You're in the Mm -hmm. snow. You're Mm -hmm. in a tent. You're hitchhiking to get to food because you're out. You're drinking the water of the river. That's the only water you can drink. So you have to like bring some kind of filter with you. But I mean, I guess someone trying to make it in entertainment in a very different way, that that road is quite grueling as well. Right. So yeah, there's another parallel there too, isn't yeah. there? Very of, different type of grueling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, yeah, uh, again, in the showbiz world, you're faced with all these no's all the time and rejection. And, you know, as you're trying to climb your way and make a name for yourself and even scrape by when you're first starting and make ends meet, you know, that whole struggle to get to where you can be a professional entertainer, if that's your goal, it's a hard and long road to travel. You got to have a thick skin. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just wondering, is there a magic special in here where you go on the trail with Nate and you're doing magic along the trail and like there's no water and then you like tap a tree and water <laughs> comes springing out and it's all like, uh, you know, survivor type magic or, you know. I mean, it's got to be a fascinating special even without the magic, no? <laughs> I'm I mean, sure don't those you have questions? Exist, yeah, of course. Aren't you wondering how you go to the bathroom? Nothing? I mean... I mean... I, <laughs> I, I don't want to know, really. Because <laughs> <laughs> just like many of the methods in magic, I'm sure it's not pretty. <laughs> Another parallel. <laughs> Hiking is magic is what we've learned today on episode 75. <laughs> Hiking great. is magic. It's a good That's title. Good. <laughs> Well, so. let me at least tell you uh, the rest of my uh, like more important, uh, not a more important, but uh, other like uh, things that I did that were more city based, shall we say? <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, no, it's uh, listen. It's been two mm-hmm. weeks. This better be good. Yeah. No. I as you were saying, we <laughs> went through a bunch of. Uh, uh, I went through a bunch of shows, so I'm just going through the list of uh, other shows that I've done uh, and performed in because we are a magic podcast after all. Um, I, uh, we did a, I back at scam quite a bit and did a, we did a private show. That was a lot of fun for a birthday party. And then I had the most New York weekend this past weekend just to do as many New York things. I saw a new show called um, flying over sunset, which is a, uh, at the Lincoln center and the premise, I don't know if you dig the show. I don't know if I dig the show. <laughs> It was, it was interesting. It's 1950s Hollywood. Cary Grant, Aldous Huxley, and Claire Booth Luce all decide to do LSD together. And that's oh. the whole show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a musical. They're singing. They all had their own separate experiences. And then they like come together and are like, let's go to Malibu and do it. And it's like kind of similar themes of it, like while you're out in nature and exploring your psyche and, uh, the sets were amazing. That was my favorite part, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I loved. I like the concept. I don't know if I love the 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 story or the the music per se. Right. Um, I also went and saw Little Shop of Horrors. Have you seen that? Do you know it? Nope. Just heard of it. So uh, a very famous movie, of course, but based off of the musical, which of course was also based off of like an old B sci fi movie. 
But uh, I went and saw it because a classmate of mine at Ithaca College, we graduated the same year, who uh, has uh, done very well for himself, Jeremy Jordan, uh, who's been in a bunch of movies and musicals as well. Uh, Great voice. He played Seymour in Little Shop. So I went and saw that in Off-Broadway. Very good, very good production. So if you get to see that, go see that before he leaves in January. Anyone? Recommendation number two. Yeah. And then I did something very out of norm for me. I went to a concert. Now, I love a good concert. I was at this uh, bachelor party this weekend, Mm -hmm. and uh, much to my chagrin, I was outnumbered, and we did not get to see Hall & Oates, who happened to be (gasps) playing there. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. Yeah. Um, I went to a concert. I don't think I've been to a concert in like five years. Like This is not even something just because of the pandemic I haven't done. It's just because it's like... Normally not my scene, but this was a band that's gotten pretty popular just through word of mouth. They're very, very talented. It's like a funk soul band. Rolling Stones? Uh, No, it's a band called Lawrence. So I definitely recommend checking them out. And it was at Terminal 5 in New York, which is like this really like cool venue with three tiers and like a lot of people. And I've been to it, I think. You've been to it? I think so. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly small venue though, right? Uh, yeah, it's like one big room. Like a thousand much. people. Yeah, I'd say that. That's probably mm-hmm. good. And yep. we were all like the flo- like the floor level and there's so many people. And like the thing I love about, you know, just like I felt safe because everyone does have to show their vaccine and like mm-hmm. guard and everything like that. So and just like being so close to people, like kind of that was eased a bit. And you could wear masks if you want, but they weren't, you know, enforcing masks per se. Aren't but, they supposed to because it's indoors or no? Not with if, if you have the vaccine, it doesn't. For for Broadway shows, yes. I don't think okay. concerts as much are enforcing it. It's more of like oh, that's rec- well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's not a rule in New York. Not not for this venue, it seemed. No, <laughs> <laughs> it either is or isn't a rule in New York that masks need to be worn indoors. I'm not asking if the venue enforces it. <laughs> I'm asking what the rule is. I think it's a. Uh, um, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's. With the I, gray. gray for, area. for Broadway, it is a rule. You have to. Have I understand that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know for concerts. <laughs> um, I'm trying is to think of a speakeasy. Rule, speakeasy, too. I think no one was really wearing masks. So I think it's. If it's all vaxxed, I don't think it's required. But okay. I think Broadway, because it's like. Some people might not be vaxxed. They're just showing, you know, proof of negative or whatever. I don't know if that's still, I don't know what the rules are these days. <laughs> I haven't a clue. I know Vegas, it's masked. Yeah. If you're inside, you're masked in Vegas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the reason I it. went to the band is I, uh, I had a connection to the band too, is uh, Gracie Lawrence, who's one of the two, it's, it's Gracie and Clyde are the two main vocalists. Um, they're brother and sister. Uh, Gracie was in an indie improv team with me. So oh, this cool. group was is getting huge, and I happen to have a connection, so uh, it was fun to see that. So I didn't even know you had a connection to the Rolling Stones. That's unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mix my great 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 uncle. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What type of music is Lawrence? Uh, they're like a soul funk pop oh. group. Yeah, so like they have a horn section. Oh, so like, that's and, fun. And it was fun because their new album is called Hotel TV, so they like threw in a bunch of like TV theme songs into it. So Any that I would know? Well, uh Seinfeld, they threw the Seinfeld theme in there. And then Just like a one instrument, just the bass. 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> and then there was, uh, I liked the, in, in one of the songs towards the end, the guitarist uh, threw into his solo the theme song from Succession. Into oh, very solo, cool. Which was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I've been busy. I've just been trying to, again, I love these e- experiential things to do and like trying to see as many shows and see how people approach entertainment and, you know, how that evokes emotion in the audience. And, you know, again, I'm always trying to see what little elements we can grab from what other fields of entertainment are doing and how to apply that to what we do. And man, the thing about Little Shop, that it's magical seeing the Audrey 2 puppet being operated and it just grows and grows throughout the show and just like the magic of this you know giant killer plant coming to life and trying to like there's that thing and maybe we'll get into this uh in the next episode too because i was having a conversation with a friend about this it's like balancing like trying to figure out the technical aspects of how it's done versus letting go of that and letting the wonder just come through and uh, i was definitely doing that at times watching the puppet figuring out like oh how are they operating where is the guy in the puppet like how how is that happening but then to pull back and be like no this is the character and when the character kind of consumes and you let go of that technique i think that's really fascinating very much so yeah i I think you should get out to some more back to the concerts to concerts because that's another form of entertainment that you can kind of draw experience from i think yeah, just the along li- with the other stuff, the lighting, the sounds, how they structured the set, how they got the crowd pumped, like call and response, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just jamming out and the audience just grooving too. It's it was pretty amazing. I have probably been more inspired by concerts than lots of other, uh, mm. you know, types of entertainment. I think I've, you know, uh, are there any elements from concerts you've seen that you're like, let me add this into my Vegas show? Not specifically, but I've taken pictures. Mm-hmm. Like during even Britney Spears concerts, and like because I like certain aesthetics well, that I thought were really cool. I've, I mean, I've seen your show. I think a lot of it also comes from like just the attitude from the performance, right? And just like how open and you know connecting with that audience, you know. That yeah, you do. very much so. Like I've definitely been inspired just in the way that like certain groups, bands, or artists like interact in between songs. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a certain mm-hmm. feel to it where like, you know, it's not really planned and they are just like responding to random things happening in the audience and things like that. Um, sometimes I sort of channel that feel as opposed to, um, you know, scripted dialogue from a theater show or as opposed to like the tone of a, you know, that we associate with stand up comedy. There's sort of a different feel to that. Um, lighting sound attitude all of that stuff kind of attributes to it and even the way they structure a set list in a in a concert right. is interesting to compare to how you structure a set list in a magic show i think for sure yeah hmm. so anyway we could talk more about that on yeah. the next one i think we don't have goals this week because uh well we had goals from two weeks ago matt when one was you were gonna finish a book you were reading and then i did make headway into another book i it says that book in my notes so i don't know what that book is but i don't either but i did go back so you did i also finished a book and i started mm-hmm. another book beautiful so we, we are we, killing it we accomplished our goals <laughs> and uh, yep. and what what about for next week what goals are you working on my goal is to come up with a goal by the time we record the next podcast in a few wow, minutes. Wow, these goals are just getting lazier and lazier. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey look i mean we're gonna make people wait and this is kind of a tease but you mm-hmm. know everyone hangs up we're ready to go for round two over here because right you know lives are busy so well, we're, we're not 100 percent when the are we're gonna record a bank after this we're not 100 percent when that's gonna air it might be next week but i we'll, think we'll next week right wasn't there a reason i don't know we'll, we'll look at that we'll talk about that when we're done with this episode <laughs> If you if you insist, I, yeah, I've got a virtual thing going on on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just add, uh, keep working on some of these books, but also uh, since I've been on the road so much, my apartment is a disaster. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my apartment a bit. This is like a vicious circle. Clean the office has turned into clean the apartment. I mean, it's all that's all that happened. We're just recycling each other's goals at this point. Yeah. <laughs> read it last week was read a book, read a book, and I'm pretty sure we were both reading the same book even. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It just you it's know, fine. it just means we're good friends. Dear friends, if you will. Yeah, it's just to keep us accountable for something to do to like progress. You know, so we're not just like twiddling our thumbs. Sure, justify it all you want. <laughs> hey, great episode, my friend. Yeah, thanks everyone I'm, for listening. I'm curious, you um, you reached out to our listeners, mm. and you wanted people to 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 DM you. I got a couple yeah. through our email as well. At, yeah, yeah. Um, Mindovermagicpodcast.com. Right. Uh, but the, you wanted funky in the uh the me- like to start the message or in the yes. subject. And yeah, that, I was gonna I was gonna wait to get to this to the next one, but I can jump into it now. I just want to know: did people did people come out? Did they respond? Indeed, indeed. Um, so the thing is, if you want to send me a DM on Instagram so that I know you're uh, a listener of Mind Over Magic, just start it with "funky" in all caps, and then I will uh, prioritize reading it. Um, I have gotten to some. I haven't gotten to all. I haven't replied to all. It's been a crazy week, but um, I am getting them. People are doing it. Thank you for doing it. And people are like telling me who they are, where they're from and what they do, which is like really awesome. And that's that's how I knew that a lot of people listen when they're commuting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I mean, we could have guessed, but isn't it better to know? Right. Right. You know? So So, anyway. So you can still continue to do that. um, Yes. And also follow us on our socials at MindMagicPod. Visit our website, MindOverMagicPodcast.com. And if you want to write us an email, MindOverMagicPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, plugs, same old plugs. Go see Matt's show at the link. Go visit my website if you want to book me for things. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night. Could be day when they're listening, Matt. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs>